guys, I had to stop the presses. And you wouldn't believe, I mean, we were so close to releasing this week's show. And then I saw it. And I was like, you know what? I think my listeners need to know about elf spotting. They need to know about Orlando, the stock picking cat. And then, of course, they need to know how to get the best deal possible on their retirement plan, specifically their 401k. All that and more in today's Money Guy show. It's Brian Preston, the Money Guy, restoring order to your financial chaos, retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions. He's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the Money Guy. MoneyGuy.com. I'm your host, Brian Preston. And this is, here's the thing. We recorded a show yesterday, Bo. We did? And I guess we'll put it in the hopper, and it will be a show that you guys will hear in the next few weeks. It's still a great show. It talks about investing and investment products and all that kind of good stuff. We're going to have to do some editing, though, because I mentioned a clip on YouTube that everybody need to go see. And then I was at home last night, and I had a, I had one of my, my podcast clients who sent me a text, and then I went on Twitter, and... Everybody in the world was talking about this 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 show and this clip, and I was like, We're, "We know too much about this topic not to get into the dialogue because it, it, it doesn't make sense to wait two weeks to talk about this." Let's go ahead, stop the presses. So I was sending you a text at about eleven p.m. That's right. Uh, I then texted Gabe and I said, "Don't do the show notes. Stop, stop, stop where you're." And he goes, "I'm I'm all right. I hadn't started on it yet. <laughs> I was and, I'm and, laying in bed watching TV with my wife and um." And I said, we're going we're gonna to do this differently. We're going to come in and we're going to record a new show. So let me catch everybody up. And you probably know because you heard me talking about elf spotting. You heard me talking about Orlando, the stock picking cat. And so a lot of you are probably in, uh, in on the joke and you know what I'm talking about in the fact because it's gone viral. Um, last week tonight with John Oliver is a TV show that comes on HBO. And um, I believe it comes on after Game of Thrones and after Silicon Valley and all that because I, I've stumbled across last week tonight before, and then I've also seen John Oliver on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon right. and some other things. So it, it was one of those things that was on my radar screen. But then we had a podcast listener send us uh, an email saying, "Hey guys, if you haven't seen this, you need to go check it out." So I logged into HBO Go. HBO Now, whatever you're using to go stream and, and catch up on episodes. Um, I went and pulled up the, the most recent episode of last week tonight, and it was very interesting. And this is why I think it was so, so powerful, is that last week tonight was looking to implement a 401k plan for their employees. And they realized what all of us other small business owners have known is it is the wild, wild west out there in small business plan 401ks. Now, you guys that are sitting out there with your Vanguard 401ks, your Fidelity, your Charles Schwab, because maybe you work for a Fortune 500 company, we're not talking to you. That doesn't mean you should tune out because we want you to listen to because a lot of this stuff is universal on saving for retirement, making sure you have a good plan. But the majority of us actually work for small businesses. And we all know that plans that are but what do you say? From startup all the way up to three or four million dollars? Yeah, probably right around there. Um, it, 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 I mean, the, the primary player are insurance companies. That's right. And they kind of own the fee structure. And it was very refreshing to me. And I think the reason this is going viral, I think if you talk to John Oliver, he is probably just as shocked 
that this has gone viral because they they do weekly episodes, you know, where they focus on current events and things are going on. But when you go to YouTube and you're going to see this thing has millions of views and we're only three or four days from the time it was released, this thing has truly gone viral based upon um, what you see on Twitter and elsewhere. And I will tell you, I think it has really landed because you could tell he was passionate. You could tell he felt burned and he felt the need to get this information out there and let it just penetrate and, and educate people as much as possible. Right. And I, I felt like, you know, I've never met John Oliver. He's got a much cooler accent. I've got the Southern accent, which, you know, slow draw and everything. He's got that cool British accent, which um, I think makes everybody um, smart. So it's, <laughs> it's one of those things that puts him on a different playing field. But I felt like we were brothers from another mother and the fact that this is exactly what drives this podcast, Bo. So I kind of, that's why I felt like we had to stop the presses. We had to add our own color to this thing and jump into it. So, um, I, I, I feel like I went head first in that. I didn't even do the, 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 the typical. And so let me go ahead and double back and tell everybody this is the Money Guy show. You can write me directly at Brian, B-R-I-A-N at moneyguy.com or my co-host, Mr. Bo Hansen at Bo at moneyguy.com. And, um, if you want to go check out the website, moneyguy.com, we are going to have a new website up for you guys within the next two weeks. That's our goal. Two weeks is the goal. You promised me, Bo, you said, don't make a change while it's podcast week. <laughs> and I was like, oh, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's release. This thing's hot. Let's go. Let's drop it. And you're like, no, not during podcast week. So I'm hoping that it happens sooner rather than later. We um, put a, we put a lot of effort, a lot of energy, a lot of sweat, thought, a lot of sweat in this. I mean, and, uh, sleepless nights. We are excited to see what you guys think. This is ultimately for you that's the reason that we that we pour our hearts and souls into this so we'll be so excited to get some feedback and hear what you think about the new site and free is your friend and and there's a lot of free stuff out there yeah so that's that's the key thing and then you know the a, a part of that has also spurred a lot of this a lot of you guys 32 states because we've taken the relationship to another level with a lot of you where podcast listeners have graduated and become financial planning clients thank you thank you all the itunes comments even though i will tell you guys Really, you need to subscribe to us on iTunes. We've been having some trouble with the RSS feed with iTunes picking up. If you subscribe to us, you have no trouble getting the most recent episodes. However, if you're just going out there and you're you're one of our casual perusers and you just come by and you type in our name and then you go listen to the most recent episode, we've been having some technical issues with that. We're trying to call in some big guns to help us out with that, some of our our friends from the past that hopefully can help us out with some of these technical issues. But it, it, I think it puts it more in your court. Please go connect with us, subscribe so that we know who you are so we can connect with you and you can get those updated RSS um, releases as they come out. So let me jump into this thing. And Bo, I wasted, when we got this, I've watched this thing now four times. It's hold on, it's like a, it's it's over a twenty minute video. I know. I know. The, the, you think about this, and you you're think about me my you've got bill like rate. Eighty minutes into you, this you thing, you take now? my bill rate, and then you take how this this is complete black hole vortex <laughs> of waste. In the, in the fact that, but I think it's not a waste because it's that important. I had Carter come in because at first I got the email from the, the the client who's a podcast listener. Josh, thank you for the link, and um. I started it up and I could tell it was going to start off pretty good. So I called Carter and he watched it with me. I was so moved by it. I think you were on a client call or something. Right. You got off. I said, Bo, you got to watch this. I brought you in. And then um, I think I showed it to my wife last night and then I, I did it again today. Yeah, four times. I'm, I'm 80 <laughs> minutes into this thing. So, um, 
And that's just on the clip, the 20 minute clip. We're going to sure. give you the YouTube clip that you can, and it, 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 it still has some, some cuss words. Realize it's HBO. So HBO is going to be a little more, Shocking. um, like you're hanging out with a sailor. Um, you know, so yeah, it, it would have to put an explicit thing. We're, we're, we don't have to put the explicit because I'm not going to cuss, but, um, realize there's going to be some beeps, but there, but it's still, I think, worthwhile to, to go out there and check it out. Um, I'm going to just jump in this thing. I thought it was set up very, well, um, he, he first starts out, Mr. Oliver starts out with saying, money, it's the thing we all think we're good at. But then Susie Orman lets us know we all suck <laughs> at it, actually. And it's true because he, he shows some really entertaining clips. And that's what I'm going to do a good job of giving, going, I'm going to fact check it. But I'm also going to give you some, we're going to go a, a beyond common sense with the topic and go into deeper things. But I still would encourage you, if you can handle some cuss words, I'd still encourage you to go check it out because it is amazingly entertaining for such a boring topic. That's what I try to do on this podcast, but I don't know. I think I come off more as your your nerdy buddy that comes and visits every two weeks more than the funny guy who's telling you about concepts and makes it entertaining. And what was so refreshing to me about the clip is that it seems to me like so many of the voices in the financial community or in the financial limelight, uh, the loudest, most notable voices, the guys who can roll their sleeves up the farthest don't always tend to be the guys giving the best advice. And what I love by this is it seems like finally a well-known media figure came out there and he just gave the good news of how good it can be or what you should look for. Uh, And to me, that was refreshing seeing someone who has some notoriety do that uh, other than the guys that are just the loudest and have the the biggest personality. It's funny. You say that. When I talk to to people and I try to explain how we're different than everyone, I'm almost embarrassed to tell people we're financial advisors. And they say, well, and I say, well, we're because we're we're kind of the unicorns of the industry. And they well, what do you mean by you're the unicorns? I'm like, we're fee-only. Fee-only advisors are less than 1% of the entire industry. Most people who are in the, and I come from this background, most people are in this industry, you do get a lot of sales training. You're primarily, your function is to go out there, hunt and kill and find people that you can sell products to. Bo, you worked at one of the yep. insurance companies That's through right. college. What did they train you on? They trained you on how to sell, how to close, how to move products. <laughs> I mean, were they working with you on, you know, IRA thresholds, estate thresholds? And they, no, they're trying to tell you, this is how you get people in front of you and how you get them to give you three names and, and moving on. So it was very refreshing for me because our voice is so small um, out there being less than 1% of the industry because everything with this new fiduciary standard that came from the Department of Labor, um, everybody who's in the industry, when I say financial planners or financial advisors, they're all trying to kill this thing. And um, meanwhile, we've been working under the fiduciary standard for I mean, for, for the whole time we've had this company around, I mean, we're, we're subject to, we screw up. We don't act in your best interest. Guess what? The attorneys show up and, um, and make sure that everything's working out that way. But I wanted to jump in. So we got Susie Orman telling everybody, no, you can't buy this. No, you can't buy that because it's, it's just a waste of your money. And, you know, John makes a lot of great points. And then he points out to the fact that there are 20, Four trillion dollars in retirement assets, and there are three major problems with retirement products. He mentions number one, financial advisors. He talks about how they get paid. He talks about how um, they're they're not necessarily fiduciaries. 
Um, and he talks about, how, you know, those type of things. The second thing that he says that is troubling is the high fees. Yep. And he's not just talking about the financial advisors. He's talking about internally. He's talking about all the different fee structures. I mean, they went through a whole list of fees. It was legal fees, trustee fees, transactional fees, stewardship fees, bookkeeping fees, finders fees. And this was all from a 60-minute segment because they're, they're rolling clips out throughout the entire process. And then the third thing that, that John um, picked on within last week tonight was active management. Um, now, realize it's a 20-minute segment. Mm-hmm. He couldn't go super deep, so I think that this is where we can do the money guy flavor and actually go deeper in some of this stuff. And then what I liked about it at the end of the show, they went through five key things. This is best practices or the best advice you can get on how to protect yourself. And we're going to go through those five things in a minute. Um, I did think it was interesting. God bless him. He must have a gazillion attorneys that work for him because they were not scared to take names in <laughs> no, this they, piece. They put him on blast. I mean, it was, um, I mean, if Biggie Big and Tupac were still around, this is what people got killed over. <laughs> I mean, it, it, the, some of the things they had going on. I mean, I'm just going to tell you who got called out in this thing. It was Chase got called out. MFS mutual funds got called out. John Hancock got called out. Um, the only person, or I guess the only company, they got made to look really good. And if you go on YouTube, you go see down the comments section, the one that everybody's holding up and, you know, and singing the circle of life to is Vanguard. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and, and we have nothing wrong no, to say about love, Vanguard. We, and that's we why use a lot of Vanguard. We use a lot of Vanguard. And that's why I think people who also probably have Fidelity 401ks and those type of things, they're, they're in the same boat. They have access to a lot of these things that we, if you're a small business owner, you don't, you don't, get this necessarily. So let's kind of go through each one of these things. Number one, the financial advisors. I thought it was interesting. They showed some some funny clips with Chase um, where he's invited to the Chase advisors invited to weddings, you know, graduations <laughs> and everybody's, you know, chummy chummy. And that was interesting. And then he shows the clip that FINRA has a statement on their website, a disclaimer. We'll just say it's a disclaimer. And realize FINRA is the organization that oversees broker-dealers and, and financial advisors that sell products. And um, their disclaimer basically says that financial advisors' titles are pretty much all worthless. Um, you know, and we've done segments on this. I'm talking about the alphabet soup right. and how you have to be very careful when you go and hire an advisor and then you see all these letters after their name and you find out it's really not worth the paper it's printed on. So if I could give you guidance on what I think is, is very good if you want to know who is legit. Um, versus just having a title like financial representative or registered rep or other things like that or financial analyst. Right. Those things really don't mean anything. As a matter of fact, it was, he made the point of, um, putting, if you go to lastweektonight.com, you can print out your own <laughs> certificate that says financial advisor on it because he was trying to make the point. Um, I think if you want to go a little deeper, I'm always impressed. People who are certified financial planners means they have to take a comprehensive test. They have to have several years of experience. That's a good thing. Um, uh, of course, certified public accountants. I come from a tax background and a public accounting background. Um, that's one where you have to go to college. You get to pass a test. You also have to have years of service before right. you get that credential. And then, Bo, I'll, I'll brag on you. You've got the Chartered Financial Analyst, CFA, three years worth of tests really low pass rate, all those things, those will tell you who's truly committed versus somebody who just has a title that they went and did a mail order course or they just somebody deemed 
okay, you are now officially a financial advisor because right. that really doesn't carry much weight. Um, there was a blast out on annuities. Yeah. Um, even had old Susie Orman on there, t- um, totally blasting, um, a new, the, the sales perks, the travel incentives and other things like that, that, that happen within the, the annuity sales practices. One thing I thought that Susie did that was fantastic is, you know, someone called into her show and I think they had inherited $80,000. Right. And she said, okay, well, I met with a financial advisor. And he recommended I need an annuity. And that's not to say that annuity might not make sense in certain situations. But what Susie said that I really liked is she goes, hey, did he tell you that he's probably going to make $4,000 when you do that? He or she. He or she. She, 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 she kept a very say, general she or she. Uh, And I think that's beautiful. If, if you work with an advisor or if you're thinking about working with an advisor, we think a great question to ask is, hey, how much does this cost? How much do you get paid? And if they say... You don't pay me anything. <laughs> Run in the opposite direction because nobody does this for free. I mean, we this is how we make a living. This is what no, we do. The, the key thing, you know, the insurance company pays oh, me. The you company don't pay, pay me you don't anything. Pay the, the, the mutual pays. fund company, the insurance company will pay me. Don't worry about that. They, you know, you don't pay me. I'm compensated by them. That's what that's way the the line always works. So the question that we would say is always ask your advisor, hey, how much do you make, or how much do you charge, or what's the fee, and da 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 da. And then whatever the answer to that question is, say, okay, well, help me understand why. Why is that what you charge? Why does that make sense? Uh, and they need to have a really good answer. If someone gets paid, you know, X percent for a product that they sell, okay, well, why does it make sense that you get 5% off the top? Help me understand that. Sure. Uh, and make sure that whatever the reasoning is makes makes a whole lot of sense to you. And then here's the key thing he mentioned about financial advisors that I it just hit a home run for me. Now, is one of those times where you want to high five the TV screen when you're looking at this is he mentioned fiduciary. Oh, yeah. I, I just assume I, I don't use the word fiduciary a ton because I just assume most people you hear a word that has that many consonants, you know, where you have to clap it out to figure out what it is. Um, people glaze over. They're not paying attention to that. And then you hear um, somebody like John Oliver in last week tonight who's putting it on blast that you really need to understand what a fiduciary is. And you're like. Hallelujah. This is, this is a beautiful <laughs> thing that has just occurred. And if, for you guys that don't know, there, there are two standards within financial, financial advisors. There's what's called suitability and then there's what's called fiduciary. Suitability just means that they, that the advice that's given, um, as well as the product just has to be suitable for you based upon your income and other things. It means, yeah, there might still be a better product out there. There might be something that would fit you even better, but this one's okay. It's right. suitable. Right. Um, and you know, and there's no, the, the accountability is not as high of a legal threshold as fiduciary. Now, fiduciary basically means we, you have to put your client's interest ahead of your own interest. And if you don't, you, you can be subject to regulatory action as well as legal action. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not uncommon to get sued if you're not honoring your fiduciary uh, obligation. And this has been a huge hot topic, topic um, this year because back in April, the Department of Labor issued the ruling or it implemented, because this has been in the works for sure. years, but implemented that if you were going to work with retirement plans, if you're going to be dealing with how people are going to retire and live off their assets, you have to be a fiduciary. Right. And as you can imagine, that shook the apple cart significantly. So there's been a lot of lawsuits and other things. I thought it was brilliant. I don't know if I'd have used the exact same analogy that John Oliver used because it was dirty. <laughs> but he basically used an analogy of if you go to a restaurant you don't think that you have to ask your waiter to bring you good food if they brought you 
Good food. Food that's not tainted versus food that is tainted. We'll just leave it at that. He goes much dirtier. Um, and, and to some degree, there's some truth yeah. in that. And I thought that was a great analogy. A little more colorful colorful than I would have probably gone with it, but still made the point. Um, so if you move past the financial advisors, and because they give the advice about choose a fiduciary, and I'll go through the five items that they talked about, and we'll add even more to it. But the second thing was just talking about how 401ks and the, they're structured in general, and he was pr- primarily picking on the high fees. And I've already gone through all those different fees, whether it's legal fees, trustee fees, finder's fees, and all these other things. And he talked about, he made the point, that compounding interest, you know, a lot of you'll you'll see, and I think it was Prudential, because um, they called out Prudential too, um, is that they will these financial companies will brag about the value, the power of compounding interest. How if you're saving for retirement, making seven percent, eight percent per right. year, that it, just a small amount of money can turn into a large sum of money over a thirty-year working career. Well, John flipped it on its ear and said the same thing can happen with fees. And that is a very true statement. Now, the good news is, and this is really within the last five years, and this is what I wanted to say to John, is, John, there's people out there that can do this, that fix this situation, because the world has changed a lot in the last five years. Because a few years back, five years ago, you did have to go through an insurance agency or some other thing, because they're the only ones that would touch those less than $3 million plans. Right. Because of technology and efficiency of things now, you can go, There's there's some third-party administrators that are pretty cost effective. Absolutely. If you're willing, first you have, you have, if you're a really small company, you can do a solo 401k where you don't even have the testing. You don't have the annual 5,500 requirements and things like that as long as you're not over $250,000. But even if you are going to have a bigger plan, and when I say bigger, meaning that you're bigger than 250, right. you can, you can get a, a, a full 401k with all the benefits, all the bells and whistles, the Roth options and everything else. Fifteen hundred dollars yeah. a year. Yeah. I mean, and, and and realize, I know to the average individual that sounds like well, that's fifteen hundred dollars. But if you have a, several employees, that's actually pretty cost effective, especially for the tax benefits as well as the benefit of trying to build something so your employees can save for retirement. There are some low cost options. Five, five or that six are out years there. ago, that would have cost probably five or six thousand. So oh, it is, for sure. it's a big cost compression, which makes it available to a lot more people than it, than it once was available. Yeah, to. It, it gives a graduation point instead of you being stuck with this simple IRA um, forever because of you're worried about the fees. Now you have a graduation point. You can go to the solo 401ks or you can do um, one of these low cost third party administrators. Um, there's also been the trend. Uh, that, that I think has been a powerful thing that he, he didn't, John was hitting on it, but he's not a financial professional, so he didn't go into it. Fees have been coming down naturally. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bo, we used to be so excited about, and, and realize, let's, let's first talk about index funds, because he talked about indexes. Yep. Indexes, even if you were talking about um, Vanguard in the past, it wasn't that long ago, guys, that they were less than 30 basis points um, for an index funding. You were you were high five and that right. you got that. And then there was a, a war that occurred between Fidelity and Vanguard. And this was probably what five, six years ago, four years ago. I don't. Yeah, it was probably even more. They than got that they now. they raced to the bottom, is yep. what they did. Is and I remember the the decoration was when the Fidelity Spartan Fund, all the Fidelity Spartan funds, um, did. 10 basis points right. or 0.1%. And that was like the shot heard around the world. And I was like, ooh, 
0.1%. That's practically free. And now Vanguard is, has shot back. And I think they're, you know, between 0.08, 0.05. They've gotten cheap, really cheap if you're doing those basic index funds. But a diversified portfolio used to be 1.5% right. if you were especially using active managers. We've seen that trend where it's gotten close to 1%. And then if you are incorporating actual index funds into your diversified portfolio. We see diversified portfolios, even with some active management, below 35 basis yep. points. 35 to 45 I mean, it, it, it's getting, and it's going to keep getting cheaper. I love it. This is good stuff that's going on, guys. You can have a diversified portfolio for really cheap. I, I, I would not be surprised. Uh, and a lot of part of that is... Fidelity, Vanguard, and the others racing to the bottom to get those fees as cheap as possible. One thing that's so frustrating to me, and again, we, we are so fortunate we get to work with clients all over the country from all different walks who work for all different kinds of companies. It's so frustrating to me when I see a 401k or when a client has a 401k and they have 15 to 20 investment options, but across that 15 to 20 investment options, there are no dirt cheap indexes. If you work for one of those companies or if you have a 401k like that, go to HR and say, hey, why don't we have uh, a dirt cheap S&P 500 index? Total market index or S&P 500. Why don't we have, you know, some some target retirement funds or something like that? You know, there are... There are ways that even if you maybe aren't on the leadership team or on the executive team, if you let your employer know that this is something that you're looking for and your coworkers do the same, they will respond in kind because it's better for everyone. It's cheaper for the employees. It's better for the owners. It's better for the participants. Um, it's just something that you kind of have to let them know this is something that we want. This is something that we value. Yep. And, and, and that's a great segue because the third point that he made before we get into the five things you can do to protect yourself as he picks on active management, and he makes the point, and I thought it was interesting. I had to go Google it and then go on YouTube and see, pull it up. But Orlando, the stock picking cat, um, which was, uh, you know, this research piece that was done about three years ago. And um, what John, he never used the word, but what he's really veering into is efficient markets versus inefficient markets. And the good news is for the lion's share of your equity exposure here in the United States, the S&P 500 is your friend. I mean, it is the 500 biggest companies in the United States, and I just shared with you that this is the index that was chosen by Fidelity and Vanguard to race to the bottom, and they got those internal expense ratios practically free. I mean, especially when you're looking at the Vanguard Admiral shares versus the Fidelity Spartan institutional side. They, By the way, they just renamed it. no longer the Fidelity Spartan. It's yeah, Fidelity... They, oh, what? It's they the S&P 500, yeah. but they've they've given a new name. I want to give them a shout-out so that they don't think that we're not keeping up with the times on that, but they have renamed um, from the Spartan. But we love index funds for efficient markets. And when I say efficient markets, what do I mean? I mean, and I've said this before, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know exactly where I'm going to go with this, is that if you have 500 big companies, I'm talking about companies that are, that are 10 to 12 um, billion dollars and greater in market cap. Uh, these are companies you've all heard of, you know, your UPSs, your Home Depots, your Coca-Colas, your Microsoft, your Google, Alphabet, whatever you want right. to call it. Um, it's all the big guys. They, you know, there are people like me everywhere. You can't go to your local Walmart, your local grocery store without some other financial advisor being in that strip shopping center. You go to your local bank or credit union, Probably they got a financial advisor sure. on staff. I mean, it is everybody thinks that they're in a financial advisor. So you have millions of people 
trying to sell you or tell you they know how to handle your money better than everybody else. And you're like, wait a minute, there's only 500 big companies that make up the majority of the, the market value of the United States stock market. How can they really know any more than anybody else, especially with all this technology and the internet and how fast information travels right. these days? I, I would tell you, I don't think they can. And that's why a lot of the statistical research shows that 66% of fund managers, especially in the large cap sector, underperform just buying the index. And a lot of that has to do with they're keeping their, their cost structure so low that you don't have to make up that additional expense. So we love index funds. I thought that that was a great thing that, um, that, that John talked about that. I do want to, I, I do want to push it a little bit further though, and you nailed it already, Bo, is that I think that you do have to be careful if you're an individual who's investing in a 401k. I wouldn't just go buy 100% the S&P 500. I would try to encourage you guys because, once again, products are evolving. The industry is evolving. Target date retirement funds are incredible. If you have less than two hundred dollars to $300,000, your best friend is going to be target date retirement funds because it's one of those things I was working on this with my sister. I mean, my, my sister-in-law just this weekend, mm-hmm. um, is that she had a brand new 401k. I was very excited that her airline that she works for, they had switched from one company to a Fidelity 401k, okay. which is very low yep. cost, has a lot of index funds. And what I thought was interesting, this Fidelity 401k actually was buying Vanguard target date retirement funds. Really? So that must have been an agreement that they structured um, within it. But I was like, you've got great options yep. and the fees are, are so cheap. This is what you ought to be looking at because what's great about these these target date retirement funds is you choose the year you think you want to retire, say it's 20 years out, 30 years out. You choose. They have a fund within five years of that period, and it has what's called a glide path, meaning that as you get older, it's going to get more conservative for you, and that's going to be a very powerful thing as you're trying to figure out, you know, do I need a – do I, can I do this? You know, I, I'm worried about diversification Target day retirement funds answer the diversification as well as they change over time, and, and, and that glide path is very beneficial to you. I, I, one last thing before I switched on over to the five key things, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. They called out John Hancock and the broker right on the four hundred one k, and I mean they called him out. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. I bet the um, broker at so, that John so, Hancock somebody was, got a talking to for sure. It was it was pretty intense, and I was surprised that broker was holding out on uh, on the 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 crew of last week tonight, and the fact that I have dealt with John Hancock 401ks that had Vanguard because what the the reason I'm saying they held out on him is that the question specifically that John said he asked the John Hancock broker was why no Vanguard funds in this 401k, and the guy told him. And this is coming quote from John. Too com- your, the, your plan is too complicated for Vanguard, um, and uh, you know that, that's basically he just didn't. He that's was making a, he was making an excuse for why Vanguard wasn't in there. But here's the thing: I want to caution you guys on. I have dealt with John Hancock 401ks that have Vanguard in them. The problem is, is that they are what I call snows. You watch Game. I think it's appropriate. We're, we're talking about an HBO show, and then I watch Game of Thrones. It's all Seinfeld. You, you, you don't watch Game of Thrones. I do so not. I, you probably don't know what a snow is. I have no idea. A snow, because you see them. You have Ramsey Snow. You have John Snow. They are bastard children. That's not a cuss word if you're using I don't think it so. appropriately, because yeah. it, it is. You know, the we, father we sired them, but they have different mothers, and it's out out of wedlock. So they're snows. Okay. 
The Vanguard that a lot of the John Hancock and other insurance companies are doing are the snows of the Vanguard, meaning that yeah, they're kind of related, meaning that they look like and they have some of the makeup of like the S&P 500 with Vanguard. However, they have some fees in there that are not in your normal Vanguard S&P 500 fee. And here's the way, if you guys are curious, you're saying, wait a minute, I have a John Hancock and I've got some Vanguard funds or I have some other insurance 401k and I have um, the S&P 500 through Fidelity or Vanguard. Here's how I'd tell you to go test it. I want you to go to Morningstar.com. I want you to go just look up either whatever the act, what you think you have. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to see the internal expense ratio is, 0.05, 0.08, 0.1. It's going to be dirt cheap. And then I want you to go find your literature, whether you have to log into the website of your 401k provider, and then go see the internal expense ratio of what you think is that index fund. And I think you're going to be shocked to see, you're going to say, what you talking about here, Wills? Because you're going to be like, wait a minute, th- th- these are different. What, why is this, what's this half percent? What's this extra percent on this internal expense ratio? So that's why I want to go a little further than what John Oliver talked about is that we have, I think that broker held on, uh, held, uh, held out on him because I have seen these 401ks, which have Vanguard, right. but they, like I said, they're, they're the snows. It's not, you know, they're not legitimate heirs or legitimate relatives of the Vanguard franchise, um, or other index franchise right. Out, right. that's out there. Um, the other question that, um, just putting John Hancock on shout out is that he asked the broker, are you a fiduciary? And he was very forthcoming. He said, nope. You know, we're, we're, we're not a fiduciary, but that, that's changing because of right. that Department of Labor rule. Um, so let's your, talk about the five things. Your best bet. And again, this is a personal bias. Uh, I think asking the fiduciary question is a fantastic question to ask. And I think the answer should be, uh, if you're talking with someone who you need to work with, yeah, I am a fiduciary and always have been. If the answer is, oh, well, yeah, the law just changed and we're going to become fiduciaries, <laughs> might be a little bit of a red flag. Just just throwing that out there. So here's the five key things, and it's hilarious how these got presented. Much more energy, much more shouting. Um, was it Christina Chenoweth? Yeah, yeah, Kristen know, Chenoweth. Yeah. Kristen Chenoweth, you yeah. know, uh, I, I know her from... Um, Wicked, right? Wicked, yeah. you know, as well. She's done some other stuff. But here's here's the five tips. Number one. Start saving now. They actually make it even funnier by saying, you know, actually start saving yesterday. Start saving <laughs> 10 years ago. Create a time machine. Go back in time. It's true. You should start saving as soon as possible. Um, I just wrote a piece that's going to be in our U.S. News column coming up. And um, I'm going to do these numbers off, off the top of my head, which is a disaster bow. Um, if you are 20 years of age, I think that if you want to have a million dollars by the time you're 65 and you are saving, uh, well, you're making about eight percent, and I'm doing this off memory. You only if you're less if you're 20 years old, it was right below two hundred dollars a month. Okay. I want to say it was like one hundred ninety dollars a month. If you waited until you were 30, come on, Bo. I'm hoping you can save me, make me look like a genius. No, keep going to what you think it is, and then I'll um, say what the actual numbers are. I want to say it was closer. If you were 30, it was like two six. It was it was close to three hundred dollars. No, so it was a little bit more than that. So if okay. you were a twenty-year-old, okay, hundred and ninety bucks a month. Yep. If you were a thirty-year-old, it went up to four hundred and thirty-six dollars a month. Mm-hmm. If you're someone who's forty, which is getting up there, it's about a thousand and fifty-two dollars a month. Uh, and then if you're a fifty-year-old, you need to be saving almost three grand a month, or two thousand eight hundred and ninety bucks a so month. So it shows you just the benefit of starting now. By the way, that forty-year-old comment was to pick on me. He knows I'm quickly approaching middle. 
Middle, um, I mean, middle 40s. <laughs> it is what it is. It's fine. Um, number two, low-cost investment funds. He says, but, hey, guys, you're not as crazy, as different as you think you are. And consider investing in low-cost index funds. I took it a step further and going beyond common sense. I wrote a little caveat and said, Hey, go beyond just index funds, buy a target retirement fund. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of good ones out there. They take advantage of index funds and they also give you that advantage of diversification that adjusts over time. And again, we can't, we cannot empower you enough. I've had literally three clients who have done this in the last year. They had an insurance company plan, not fantastic options. And I said, Hey, why don't you just ask HR? If we can't change who's doing the 401k, if we can't change the company, can we have some better low-cost options? Yep. And guess what? They go back to the investment committee, the 401k committee, and they make the pitch, and it happens. And then yep. you have some great options. So uh, if it's not something currently available to you, ask. The second best answer you can always get is no. It's true. And that's not that bad. And, and that kind of, that's a great segue into number three on, on the, the five key things is asking an advisor if they're the, if they're a fiduciary. If they're not a fiduciary, their advice was to run. You know, and they also said to be very careful of, um, hokey rings and other things that they might have gotten in a sales contest, um, that's out there for advisors. Number four was as you get older, shift more from stocks to bonds. And I loved how they, 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 they made this point. This is why this is, Comedians are brilliant in the way they write. The writers for the show um, really did a great job on last week tonight. They said for every every time there's a new James Bond, you need to take more of your stocks and put them to bonds. <laughs> you know, it's about right because you know you change out James Bonds about every eight to ten years, and that's probably about how often you should watch that glide path get adjusted. Um, so that was it was great. You know, it had made some Daniel Craig um, jokes. But guess what? If you're someone who's taking uh, taking advantage of target date retirement funds, you don't even have to remember to do that. Yeah, you can just watch a bond movie all. and it does it automatically. And then number five was keep fees as low as possible, and that is a true statement. And fortunately, that's kind of happening naturally also, just as the system evolves, as technology is making things cheaper. And, and, and you know, I will tell you, there is always going to be a race to try to be as competitive as possible. And I think that's what's so great about open markets is that wire Vanguard, wire Fidelity, wire Charles Schwab and TD Ameritrade and all the others, why are they trying to keep things so low, lower the cost so much? And the reason is because they want your business. It's a great thing that's going on right now. It doesn't really matter because interest rates are so low, but you're seeing the same thing. We picked on annuities a little bit. I think annuities will have a place in everybody's portfolio as they get older at some point when interest rates get much higher. But the good news is, guess what, guys? Vanguard, TD, I mean, um, T.I. Cref, um, I'm trying Fidelity, yep. others are now in the annuity space too, doing them at a much lower cost than the commission guys. So there's going to the the, the industry is going to keep evolving. Um, if you would have brought up index investing, you know, even as recently as the '80s, right? People would be like, "What? And wait a minute, there was this guy named Bogle." Who came up with some idea about that in the seventies, but they called that the Bogle folly. I mean, he's, the, a, he's a loon. Surely <laughs> that's going to fail. But you can see it, sometimes it takes a while for things to seep in, for, for people to accept where things are and for the, the system to evolve. But we are getting into some greater, better things. I mean, the show that's going to be coming up that was the show, it's kind of, you know, if you want to mix this up in a time way, um, you know, the show that was recorded before this show, but it's going to be released after this show, we talked about the difference between mutual funds and ETFs. And the ETFs are, are the next evolution. Yep. I mean, they came around in 1993. So really some cool stuff that's going on out there in the financial markets. 
I was very excited. Like I said, we, it was it was entertaining as well as I felt like it was passionate and I felt like it hit completely. And that's why this thing has gone viral with last week tonight and John Oliver talking about their experience with getting a retirement plan. If you're a small business owner and you knew and you felt and you were screaming at the TV just as much as I was or laughing out loud with a big belly laugh, you know what? Guys, there is a solution out there. There are now, you know, companies, ter- third party administrators, there's advisors that are on the fee only side that are NAPFA members like we are, which is the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors that are fee only type guys that can help guide you through those things and hopefully make you get those right decisions. And we do 401ks for people. And I know it feels bad when we just picked on all the salespeople. And then I go and tell you, hey, I still would love to take the relationship to the next level. But I have my next door neighbor remind me all the time, it's not sales if you really feel it in your heart and you feel like you're trying to help somebody. It's actually making a relationship and making a connection. And we love all of our podcast clients. I mean, it has really been fulfilling. And we have realized the more generous we are, the better it gets for us, the better it gets for you. And we just think if we just give it away, keep sharing, this thing's going to keep growing upon itself. So if you want to reach out to us, multiple ways you can reach out. Go to moneyguy.com just to know who we are. Go check out the new website that's hopefully going live within the next two weeks. You can then write us directly. I'm Brian, B-R-I-A-N at moneyguy.com. My co-host is Mr. Bo Hansen. Bo, B-O at moneyguy.com. We want to help you navigate and make these decisions. And by the way, John Oliver announced that last week tonight is going to be changing from John Hancock. John, hook us up. We'd hey. love to get, get a chance to show you how good the fiduciary side really can be with a fee-only advisor. And you know what, John? If, you, if you're out there and you're a fan, we'd love to have you on the show. Reach out, and, <laughs> and I bet we can fit that and, in. And by the way, share Jimmy Fallon's phone number and Justin Timberlake's <laughs> phone number with me if you have those. Because I think, I think that we'd all kind of like hanging out, break a, break a few beers with or, or do something like that. So thanks for listening, guys. I'm your host, Brian Preston. We'll talk to you in two weeks. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston. And Brian Preston is a partner with Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management. Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.